Hey guys, welcome to the XU Podcast, episode 36. This week, I'm joined with my guy, Volch, who was on the podcast for the Anjuna Deep Above and Beyond episode way back, probably episode one of the first 10 that we did. I'm really stoked to have Volch back on. It's nice to talk to one of my friends as opposed to interviewing someone. I love all the episodes, but this was really just a conversation with a few beers, talking about Volch's recent trip to Ibiza. So I've done the what it's like going to EDC, I've done what it's like going to Tomorrowland, and Volch shines some light on what it's like going to what is arguably the electronic music capital, Ibiza, just a couple weeks ago at the tail end of his honeymoon. Tells us about the whole scene, arriving, going to the different clubs. He went to Ushuaia, which is the kind of main stage, I guess you will say, the staples uh, club at Ibiza seeing Calvin, Calvin Harris in the rain and the lightning, standing next to Nora and Pure at DC 10, bathroom raves, DJs everywhere you go. It was really cool to kind of get a sense of what it's like actually going to Ibiza and getting the full experience of the electronic music mecca. Um, we also talked about my new tattoo I got. I got the, I took the leap and got my second dance music related tattoo. So I'm be quickly becoming a bull, bulletin board. Um, but I got the This Never Happened logo. So if you've seen it, it's the V and the A uh, on top of each other. It actually shapes an hourglass. Um, and This Never Happened, I think first and foremost, I love the logo. I thought it was cool. I was thinking about getting the tattoo for a while, so I pulled trigger on it. But This Never Happened, as you've learned through listening to the podcast, has been a really, really important label to me. Lane 8, Jero, Lay you, Sultan and Shepard, everybody on the label really got me through those dark, that dark summer of COVID in 2020. Um, and since has been really a, a mainstay for me in my, my mid twenties. So I wanted to, uh, I wanted to memori memorialize that and I got it tattooed on me. So I'll post a picture of that. Um, we talked about John Summit, John Summit's take on main stages. Europe versus American club scenes, Europe versus American dance music, and really just a conversation I enjoyed having. So please follow on Instagram, please follow on Twitter for all things XU Podcast. It's X underscore U underscore pod. Enjoy this conversation with Volch as he tells us about his Ibiza experience. See ya. All right, people, welcome back to another episode of the XU Podcast, episode 36. And I am back, cheers my friend, with one of my guys that when I started this podcast, I wanted to do it because I knew that I would always have friends and companions to rely on to just shoot the shit with. So we are back with a recurring guest, um, Volch, Mike Valentius, is back with us. He was on episode probably one of the first 10 that we did for the Above and Beyond Breakdown. Yeah, it's good to be back. Stoked to have you, man. Uh, we got back to this where we recorded the first one. We're in his apartment right now. And Mike is certainly over the years, again, just become one of these guys that is my go-to guy to send songs to. We throw songs and playlists back and forth. We're always talking about it. He's been a big supporter of the podcast. So I wanted to get him on because he's fresh off of a trip to a little place called Abitha. Um, and we're going to dive into the whole experience that he had. Um, I do have to make a podcast announcement. I'm quickly becoming an EDM billboard. Um, I got a new tattoo this weekend. 
Uh, I've talked about on the podcast uh, in the past. I had the Avicii tattoo, and I've added the This Never Happened, Lane 8's logo. Um, it looks sharp, and I like the spot that you picked for it. Yeah, I got the – it's a, it's an hourglass technically. It's the up V and the A. I didn't and, even connect those dots. Yeah. That makes sense. And, and my reasoning is I think – A, I think the logo is a cool logo. It's been something that's been on my mind for a while of getting. Yeah. And um, B, I think just this never happened. The whole label has been incredibly – You'll important. never regret that. Tattoo. Yeah. Like – COVID certainly was when I kind of dove into that world and the artists since have been been awesome. So I want to just address that. I'm, I've now got two DJs essentially tatted, you know, billboarded on myself. We'll see if any more come. I think next one maybe we'll, we'll stray away from the dance music, but maybe not. Um, but like I said, we have Volch on the podcast this week and he just got back, what, two weeks ago now? Um, just about, so two Sundays ago. Two weeks ago. So on this podcast, I've done What's It Like Going to EDC. I've done What's It Like Going to Tomorrowland. Yep. And I, if if Tomorrowland is the Super Bowl of festivals, I would say that Ibiza is the, the Super Bowl of destinations and clubs and club scene for yeah. dance music. It's a, it's a different world for sure. and Definitely one of the meccas that – of the three you just mentioned, it's certainly up there for sure. Yeah. I mean you hear about like any – big name artist, if you follow dance music at all, at some point you hear about Ibiza, you hear about the clubs there and how it's pretty much this world that is, you know, the culture is driven by dance music, it seems like. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to have Mike on to kind of tell us about the experience. So I guess that's where we'll start, kind yeah. of like talk about getting there. Yeah. And if you had like plans going into it, obviously, I know sure. it was part of your honeymoon, so um, we'd love to hear about it. It was at the tail end of our honeymoon, so... We had been, the total trip was 16 days, and this was the last two nights, so three days. Three days, two nights. Um, I have to give it to Kelly. She planned most of this. I just chimed in on the venues that we should see. The honeymoon itself was awesome. There was also a lot of great music in Italy. We were on the Malfi Coast for a little bit, checked out a couple venues there. It's just really cool to see. European DJs do their thing in general, Ibiza aside. Yeah. But <laughs> we were like, is this a mistake to plan Ibiza as the last two days of this trip? So we're coming back from this long trip. Luckily, our flight out of Ibiza wasn't until 4 p.m. So we could kind of turn down before we came back into reality. But yeah, there was definitely... The trip was unreal, if like Ibiza or not, but by the time we were getting on that ferry from Mallorca to Ibiza, the hype was like so strong. Like Kelly, luckily, is also, it wasn't like I was dragging her there. She, yeah, I'm definitely more intimate with like the subgenres and artists that I think we should see, but we were definitely excited. We got there, I think the ferry left at like 7.30, so we got to Ibiza like midday, and doesn't really matter. The party's just always kind of going there, mm -hmm. just in different phases. Um, and then we ch we stayed at Ushuaia, which is one of the like, bigger hotels there. That was where Avicii, actually when we were there, that was the same weekend. He had his six, last show. Six years later? Yeah, that it was his last show. So like just being in that presence, like thinking of like that last show is like pretty crazy. I remember standing around for the sound check for Calvin Harris just being like... Fiji's last show is here, like, the same weekend. It's kind of, like, spooky, but really cool to, like, see 
and Ushuaia is kind of like when I when I always think of Ibiza, that's kind of the club that I think of or the yeah. venue, I guess. That's I think the one most people have probably seen, whether it's on Instagram or 100%. social media. It's they, outdoors. Yeah, they book the biggest names in the market for electronic music there. And what was cool is it's a whole so there's two different wings of the hotel. There's a tower and then the rooms that are around the stage. And they always ask you when you're checking in, like, concert goes till, like, midnight or so. Because it's a hotel. They can't go, like, super late, like the clubs. But we were like, yeah, that's totally fine. Like, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll stay over there. We didn't know where our room was going to be. We knew it was going to be somewhere in this kind of U-shaped block around the stage. And it ended up being, like, a patio. So we had this, like, astroturf and, like, nice, like, common area in front of our room. The room mm-hmm. was small for what we paid. But, like, you're not there to stay in the room, obviously. Yeah. And sleep is not the top priority in no, Ibiza. No, but definitely one of the nicer hotels I've stayed in for sure. Just like the whole experience. Like I was talking to our guy who grabbed our bags. Just like, how long have you been working here? Are you like into electronic music? He's like, oh, I just like kind of work summers here. But he's like, where are you going? And kind of feeling each other's like music tastes out. I'm like, oh, we're going to DC 10 tonight. Like he's like, oh, that's where he's like, that's where the real music is. I'm glad you're Let's going go. there. He was cool. Um, we met so many, didn't, met like a few Americans, but like mostly people summering from other countries in Europe, which mm-hmm. makes sense because it's so easy to get there from like the UK or Spain or Italy or one of those, but it's definitely like a whole vibe just, just staying there. Yeah. I want to dive into like all the shows you get yeah. uh, and you guys went to and kind of like what that yeah. scene is like. It's a marathon for sure. <laughs> but even to backstepping like a little bit, um, you talk about like taking the ferry over, getting to the hotel. Mm-hmm. When you're on that ferry, when you show up at Ibiza, is it very clear that like, is oh, it yeah. almost like a festival? Yeah, so there's a good story about that. So we, the ferry was the nicest ferry I've been on. It's enormous. Um, I think it was like a one or two year old ferry. It was like akin to like an A380, like just huge rows of seats. There's definitely like the party people on the cruise and then, because Ibiza itself, outside of the party scene, is like a beautiful island. And we were with some older couple waiting for a bus. We got there and there's this big thunderstorm rolling in. There was another ferry loading and there's this older couple waiting for us. We waited for like 45 minutes. It was so early in the day, we didn't really mind. And they were a Canadian couple and they're like, we're telling about our honeymoon. They're like, oh, are you guys here to like go to like a nice resort? We're like, we're like here to... So there are other there are other (laughs) things aside from yeah there's Michelin star restaurants there Um, it's similar to like a Mallorca like Mallorca was beautiful the area we were in was kind of touristy but we drove the whole island of Mallorca and you get to see all these like little coves which is where took that picture where I'm like starfished yeah Um, but most of the people are there to go see music and you get that vibe on the ferry. Somewhat, not like it's not like you're on a party. It's yeah. not like you're on a flight to Vegas, okay, to like that level of life. But you can like pick the people out, yeah, that are that are there to get a night in and be mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, and again, Ibiza is kind of like Mike Posner's song. Obviously, is kind of like that. Was it's funny about that song is like that kind of I think why it was so big is it was like just after the first big wave of like yeah. 
dance music taking over America. So it's yeah. like Ibiza became this almost mystical place where mm-hmm. you heard about clubs and you heard about residencies. And yeah. from what I've gathered, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like all these clubs, how many clubs are there? Like how many? Oh, that's a, like, I mean, there's so many smaller ones, but like the prime targets that have been there for decades, I'd say the big ones, there's at least, I mean, there's at least 10 or 15 of them, but within that 10 or 15, there's like the five to seven that everyone talks about. Yeah. Cause um, it seems like regardless of, I mean, obviously the biggest of big names, but also like smaller guys that I like that are well known, like in, in the summer specifically, it's like Ibiza residencies yeah. are every day of the week. Somebody, yeah, 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 somebody yeah. has a residency here. I remember when I was on seeing Gorgon city yeah. on the boat cruise they were telling me how their summer's been super mm-hmm. hectic because they have a Monday residency. So yeah, all the travel back yeah. every week. Um, apparently, the best nights there are Mondays and Tuesdays. Yeah, which I didn't know before going there, and it was still an amazing trip. But um, like Solomon was playing on Sunday. There was all the closing parties when, when we were there. So it was the end of the season. The season really starts like mid-May. Feels like yeah, but. It's like Myrtle Beach is to golf what yeah. Ibiza is to clubs and dancers. If I would have spent more time there, I would have loved to done something similar in Mallorca where we rented a car and then maybe stopped into like, you know, like a local, like smaller lounge and saw like mm-hmm. whoever's up and coming there. I don't know. Yeah. But. Cool. So, and when you told me you were going there, I think it was maybe I thought because you were on the honeymoon, like you told me like there was some you were trying to see some certain people and the timing didn't work out. But before I know it, I'm getting yeah. looking at your Instagram. <laughs> and the first thing I want to talk about is Ushuaia, which yeah. we already talked about. Was that the first big show you guys went to? Yeah. So I knew we were seeing Calvin Harris. I did not realize that the ticket to Calvin Harris was included with our stay. Um, That's nice. It actually worked out great because the drinks at any of those big yeah. clubs or shows Ridiculous. are pretty expensive. So we were able to just shuttle back into our room and then come back out on the stage. So even if we didn't stay there, we probably would have spent the same amount of money just buying drinks at the venue. But the first day we were there, a couple, a German couple next to us had just uh, checked in. Shout out to Simon and Shu. They were very... <laughs> Sounds uh, like a DJ group. Yeah, right? It totally <laughs> does. They were super nice. Um, had that same energy and excitement that we had we were just spending like most of the weekend like bouncing around to shows with them. But yeah, I got there. They were doing the sound check early, like playing awesome songs and no one was there. I'm like, I'm just gonna like soak this up for a second. Yeah. And then the openers, oh, I forget what their names were, but they And you again, just to paint the picture, because I've just seen it from yeah, photos. So it's a big hat shell, really. Kind of looks like a Vegas pool party ten yeah. X, like a big sure. big is there like a, is there a big ground floor yeah, like in so front of the a, stage? It's all just one big floor with bars off the sides, and then there's a couple pools in the middle. No one really is in the pools. Okay, um, it's kind of more like a feature to like make it cooler. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so it starts at five. during the day. People, I'm assuming, are in yeah the during the day. People are out there, but there's actually like a main pool with like another DJ. That's yeah. by the tower. That's where most people kind of start their day okay the show itself like starts at five and then goes to midnight so calvin harris came on like 10 30 okay so not too late yeah so just because it's the hotel yeah um and yeah we kind of got out there and 
we're talking to people. It's nice because you get this room to move before Calvin, once Calvin Harris is on. It's like it's very hard to yeah get to the front. But um, that period between um, like six thirty and eight was great. And then we like kind of took a breather and chilled back at our like. So your room's like right there. Right there. So I don't know, three hundred feet from like where you're like in the mix of everyone. Mm -hmm. And then um, yeah, we went back out for Calvin Harris, which at that point it started like that's when it started like lightly raining. Yeah. And by that point, it's like we're not getting to the. I wasn't trying to go to the front. Obviously, I'm tall. I can see over everyone, but. Kelly's like, let's run up. And I was like, I was like, this spot's fine. Yeah. But yeah, that whole show was far exceeded my expectations. I'm like a definitely like Calvin Harris, but haven't seen him live. Didn't really know what to expect. And he did a good job mixing in like his really popular songs and then some deeper cuts. Yeah. I was, sure. I'm interested because obviously Calvin Harris, and this is a quick aside just about Calvin Harris, but. I haven't been a huge fan of his most recent stuff. It's obviously yeah. kind of like a more... Yeah. Like the funk wave stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. good, but like it's obviously not... It's feature-driven. Like, And when you sent me a... I saw on Instagram that you... Which is... I'm going to post on our the XU Instagram mm -hmm. of pouring rain, lightning happening, and under control. Unreal. Just like banging. Unreal. So it, this was a true like EDM show or was yeah, he... Definitely. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Uh, he, he wasn't... I could not get over the, the fact that like those conditions just lined up. I was like, first of all, so the Ibiza airport is very close to where the main stretch of hotels are. So it's almost like a Southie where you have planes coming over all the time. So there's planes flying over. There's like all this crazy heat lightning. And then it's like lightly like misting. I'm like, this is out of a like storybook. It's un yeah. unreal. It definitely... Um, and they the weren't canceling? Like, was there any worry of, like, the lightning canceling No, so shows? he's under this big, like, hat shell. And it wasn't raining hard enough for it to be concerned that I knew of. Maybe I don't know the full story there. But you could tell that... I feel like without that, people would have been, like, hyped to Calvin Harris. But people were like, this is insane. Like, yeah. Like, just lightning all the time. It's, it wasn't it, like... It looked, it looked like one of those, like reels on instagram or tiktoks of like when you're with your friends in a bees and a lightning storm's happening yeah like it looked one of those like if it's raining at a show sometimes it's like this sucks yeah, but then it's sure. certain like if it's raining enough where like it makes it that yep. much more fun looks like you guys nailed the it. pictures calvin harris posted on his personal instagram really capture like what it was like to be there and it yeah. wasn't it's not like there's lightning strikes it's just like all in the clouds yeah. it, was, it was incredible so that was like the beginning of the night and then it's like you got this whole secondary phase in front of you which is like you know proper abisa club hour which is really like one to five in the morning i mean they morning. close at seven and i feel like the best parts of those there's openers and then whoever's headlining is usually on like two to four or something like that mm -hmm. maybe maybe a slight adjustment on that but yeah it's a it's a, it's it's a, marathon. a marathon yeah yeah well I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, whether it was the same night or the next night, all of a sudden I'm getting snaps and FaceTimes from Volch yeah. standing <laughs> literally next to Nora and Pure yeah. in what seemed like a dark, like indoor club. And I don't know if that was DC 10 or IBs. That was. So talk about those. Obviously, so 
Ushuaia or however you say it is the main kind of like for sure that's their main stage I guess yeah that's where you go to see like the ghettos the carouses Mm -hmm. the um I think Fisher plays there yeah Swedish House Mafia played there they definitely book the most like recognizable marketable artists yeah um and then you transition to the clubs which also have big names but honestly like at those clubs, like the people that are playing outside of the openers were Nora was awesome, but the people who played before her and after her were great too. Yeah, yeah. And so those clubs, like, and again, what the, what I'm imagining is almost like a festival in a, in its own right, just with a bunch of different clubs. Like, there's probably clubs for different genres for sure. Um, yeah, house driven, trance driven. Are there are there dubstep clubs? Like, no, what? it's all Ibiza house. Has a very specific sound. Eurodance it's type. All sure. There's variations, of course. The furthest cry away from dubstep. The furthest cry. I mean, I didn't hear any trance while I was there. It's just all the same, like 128 BPM, kind of like hi hat, vibey. It's all groove driven. Yeah. And like I was trying to explain it to Kelly on the way out there. She really wanted to see David get a like future bass, which is like. Yeah. pretty intense yeah and like definitely unique sound i'm like if we're in ibiza we should really like seek out those artists that Good play place to that do best sound and nora just happened to be playing this closing party i'm like it's interesting it's like we're going to dc 10 which has all this history i was on youtube it's like been open since the early 80s it's been there for a long time and all of the other djs outside of her were like kind of like uk Abiza institutions that don't have residencies basically do yeah like they're kind of running the show and my other like, shout out to Kendall Mike Kramer they were like if you're going to Ibiza you gotta go to DC 10 it's like that's where all the best music is for yeah. like you know fans who have been interested in electronic music for a long time um What's his name? Joris Vorn played with Nora. Nora was obviously the best. And it was, Kelly loves Nora. So was she was the headliner? Like for her night, was she the headliner? Oh. On this? The way they like pitched the lineup, there was no real headliner. There's this one guy, Patrick Topping, who's been playing there for a long time. Um, another thing you have... Like, curated kind of the whole Yeah, night. well, I was going to say another thing is, is you're in Europe, which is a different beast and the way they look at DJs and, and the, the headliners over there aren't particularly the headlines, the same headliners that are in America. I don't even feel like those clubs look at lineups as headliners, to be honest with you. Certainly. And yeah. they, it's kind of just like you said, it's like a marathon. It's Yeah. Um, so you went to DC 10. You also went to Hybiza, which is another one that I've heard of. Now, is Hybiza the one that's kind of like a boiler room almost type? That's DC 10. Okay. So, that's so I'll the, keep going on that for a second. Yeah. So, it's called DC 10 because that was the first, like, before Boeing had all of their big 757s and whatnot, mm-hmm. DC 10s were the big plane back in, like, 80s and 90s. And the, it's the closest club to the airport, so the planes are, like, directly overhead. Wow. Um, and this guy, I think his name's, like, Crystal, Crystal Clear or something like that. I'll find it. He was playing... He had this, like, kind of dirty look. He's got this, like, kind of, like, Jerry Curls, like, crazy mustache. And then he's playing, in a, like, a wife beater shirt. And he's, he was on before Nora. I'm like, this guy 
uh-huh. knows what he's doing. And he was killing it. He was on till like, I think he was on till two. So he probably had like 12 to two or something like that. And you realize that these nights are like, it's really just curated by groups of friends. Like these people are not big names. They're just Ibiza mainstays. They've been on these club circuits for a long time. Yeah. And then, you know, maybe they'll bring in a Nora or a Joris just to like add to that. Yeah. That lineup. But yeah, one of the, we've been on the, you were on the Nora boat cruise. Like yep. she's playing mostly her music. She was playing, she Wide really range. showed her like depth and range. I was really impressed. She, she's never like let me down, yeah. but she was playing some really cool, cool stuff that I had not heard. She played a couple remixes that I had not heard. But she really didn't play that much of her own music. Yeah, it's almost like, and this might be a stretch, but it's almost like DJs use Ibiza, obviously like a mainstay, but almost like comedians will use like the comedy, like, you know, how Chris Rock will go to to like a pop-up New York City comedy show and kind of test out some stuff, maybe test out some new songs, different tracks. So it feels like you're just getting a unique, the fact that you're in the hub of dance music in Ibiza, which is arguably like the capital of dance music yeah um it sounds a little pretentious to say but like you're not going to hear like a fisher track you're not going to hear like you're definitely not going to hear a get a track but like um they're just playing i mean you know who's treated like celebrities over there or just like you know they've made it out of this scene mm-hmm. is camel fat people are like can't shut up about camel cool. fat over there there's artists in Europe that are just so much bigger in Europe than they are in America. Yeah, and I was obviously really hoping to see Purple Disco, but even now, he is like, it almost feels like he's like bigger than Ibiza. Yep. And I wanted to ask you, because obviously the music is top notch, you're seeing these DJs just doing what they doing what they do in Ibiza. What is like, how does the vibe of like the people there, talking about like the people who are at these clubs mm-hmm. like, and, and the overall club scene in an Ibiza compared to a club scene maybe in Miami or in Vegas or any American club scene. Like, yeah. What's like the, I'm sure is it similar. an intense party vibe? Is it Mike Posner, people taking pills in Ibiza and just going crazy? Is it? People are there for the music. And I feel like, you know, any club you go to, there's going to be people who are just there to have fun. And like yeah, of course. Kind of vibe out. But like, you could tell everyone was like, oh, you want to know this guy? Like, he's going to do this, this, and that. Yeah. Like, I, even the, the, I met a group of kids from New York that knew what they were talking about. And it's not that, you got to be careful how you say it, too, because that makes it sound like clicky, pretentious. And like pretentious, but it's really not. Like, it's very welcoming. Yeah. It's very much like uh, you're there for, to dance, first and foremost. Have fun. It's not a, it's not an exclusive environment. It's not... I didn't see anyone with bottle service. I was going to ask. Yeah, the tape, no, like... I didn't see any... DC10 had no bottle service. It's like, you're here for the dance floor and the artists. So they had they had three rooms and Nora played in one. Someone's playing in another. There's usually like an outside, but that was that was closed. But um, no, I was I was happy not to see that because I'm not... I'm certainly not a bottle service guy. Yeah. And I feel like we've talked about it before. It like takes away... From the vibe, certainly, like those artists look at Vegas and they're like, "These are just bottle service clubs." Yeah, you know, it's not. It's people here to flex, not dance and enjoy themselves. Definitely, that's that's really cool. Now, another thing I want to ask is another Snapchat or video that you sent me was you taking a leak in the bathroom. 
a, that, a fake leak a fake leak a fake leak yeah, yeah. just to show the, no, the context it was it was a pg video but yeah. he was showing me that he was taking a piss literally turning out of the stall and then walking out to the bathroom which best, had best a, out of the weekend a full dj set going best out of the weekend i didn't know who it was until the day after this guy paul reynolds he's been playing there forever nicest guy on earth like was dming him the next day just being like you crushed it uh, so this is we're at Hayabusa so the lineup for Hayabusa is Black Coffee this other guy Damian Lazarus Black Coffee is like a little more well known he's in the main room which was very hard to you know how sometimes it's you know you can sliver your way up to the middle of the room like mm -hmm. there was no you weren't getting up there which was okay because the other two rooms were sick um and then we were mostly listening to Damien Lazarus, which was like the clubbier side of it. And then, yeah, if you want to go to the bathroom, there's one bathroom. <laughs> the ceiling is like a mosaic of neon lights. And then it's individual stalls, but there's a DJ in there. And I recognized early in the night, I'm like, this guy is playing exactly what I want to hear. Just like a combination of like the EDM that we listen to with like a houseier, kind of groovier vibe. Yeah. And he was just killing it. Yeah. And Kelly and then Simon and Shu were in the main room. I'm like, you guys have to come over here. It's, <laughs> it, this is like, this is the best. And, and this is night one or this two? This is night two. So Calvin Harris is night one? Calvin Harris and DC 10 is night one. So we left there. I mean, we made it to like just after four and then we tapped out. Yeah. Which is funny because like you leave and you're like, no one is leaving. It's literally <laughs> like just us leaving. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then slept until like probably 10, 11. Saw, they had another show at Ushuaia, which was, they were kind of just filling space. It wasn't like a big headliner. It's like, actually. Are you waking up to dance? Like, do no, you hear no, it no. outside? And... That never starts until noon. You can go to the main pool and like, they'll play like really chilled out stuff, like recovery. Yeah. <laughs> recovery tunes, which was great on the last day we were there. But yeah, it was just kind of like, Local names playing Ishwaya. Um not local but like not big names. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, second night was we were either gonna do Claptone and Elderbrook, which was at Pasha. And obviously club reviews always suck online, but everyone was like, it's just way, way too crowded and there's nowhere to go. Mm -hmm. And High at least has a few different rooms, but yeah, still super crowded, which was fine because it was awesome. Yeah. yeah, back to the, they call, I think they call it the wild corner or the wild room. It's just a name for the bathroom, but it's all stalls on either side. And then there's just a DJ in the middle. And it was funny, like the people that were in there, I'm like, these people also like <coughs> look like me or my same age or like into this exact same vibe. And he was just, he was just absolutely destroying. Like, yeah, there's this one song, I think I posted it in our discord called Basilda that just lit the place on fire. I was like, I don't even need to stay out for like another hour or two. Like this is like fulfills is all everything. of my, yeah. Fulfilled all, I'm like looking at, he has his own like record label and mixes Melon Bomb. Check it out. Uh, but that was super cool. And I'd heard about it. It wasn't like a total surprise. Kendall was like, you gotta check out the bathroom. Yeah. DJ. It's like, this is the place to go. What I love about your experience at Ibiza and the whole trip is how much like new music you garnered and new artists and that guy you saw in the bathroom and, and the new songs you found, the new playlist or whatever it yeah. was, the new vibes. 
I want to kind of talk about just now. You just spent two weeks in Europe, yeah, or a little over two weeks. Um, and you mentioned even before getting to Ibiza that just like the overall electronic music scene in Europe is like so much, maybe not more prominent, but just more different and like more part of the culture over there. And obviously, yeah. you got to go to the right spots. Um, it's so much. It's so much further than the right spots, though. Like I was shazamming songs in like hotel lobbies. Like, exactly. What is this? Yeah, you're in a coffee shop. We were at or... dinner. And Palma is like the main uh, city in Mallorca. It's the main port city. We went to a great restaurant there. And I was asking the guy, I'm like, can you, like, is this a public playlist? Like, can I get this? And he was like, oh, we actually pay someone to, like, do the tunes for the restaurant. And I was like, Kelly will tell you. She was like, can you stop shazamming every single song? <laughs> yeah. It's and and I feel like you kind of get that vibe in Miami, is what yeah. I've heard. It's like every elevator. It's more of a Miami than a Vegas. Okay, for sure. Cool. And and again, I think it's a testament to how much new music you garnered from the trip and brought yeah. back. Not just the Biza, but just in general. I know Christian, who's been on the podcast. He was just in Spain, and he was it's everywhere over there. Like yeah, any everywhere. bar you go to, any rooftop, any anything. Um, which is super cool because yeah. this is an electronic music podcast. It's what we fucking love. And like the fact that it's just so ingrained in the culture yep. over there. And as you said, I think they, and this has always been the case, are They're ahead. ahead of us. Yeah. You so, think about like the music we got into, like 2010 to 2015, that had been in the Swedens, the Ibizas, the yeah. UKs of the world for probably a decade before it got here. Yeah. And then the big artists from here are like, oh, let's align with that and you know, collaborate, make some songs with them. So it's, I mean, it's only going to continue. It doesn't feel like, there were times when I'm like, oh, it feels like electronics kind of taking a backseat to different genres and big pop in the US, but it has not stopped at all. Yeah. And I think that's what's cool about it is there's always going to be more artists to find, songs to find, sounds and genres to dive into. And yeah. The more you dig and the more you go experience things like going to an Ibiza, um, more so than going to a maybe, you know, EDC or Ultra, nothing, you know, obviously that's where you can find a lot of new music as well. We're going for beer number two on the, uh, on the podcast. But I think that's what's, what's really cool about dance music is you just always have more and more and more um, artists to find and genres to find and to discover. Um, and I'm, I'm also just happy to hear about like the overall – crowd at Ibiza because I think again for any I mean I think they any, pride themselves on that too yeah they're like we're here to dance we're here to listen to great artists and and I'm sure you have the people flying private jets and you have those people but it seems like um, I've always thought of Ibiza as like yeah. this magic world where like the rich and famous go to party which is certainly definitely, probably the yeah, case definitely but not you have people scrapping by to get there and just enjoy themselves and then what is the if if we were in Ibiza right now and we wanted to go to high Ibiza tonight what are what are the costs of these tickets obviously for different artists i'm sure that it's ticket tiered. was 75 um honestly it wasn't and is it you buy a ticket and you're in for the whole like yeah the you're, whole in, thing. you're in for the night the drinks are so expensive and like we were drinking for most of the day before these shows Mm -hmm. I also had in the back of my mind, I'm like, we have this flight tomorrow. It's yeah. End of our honeymoon. It's been a great trip. I don't want to be like lifeless tomorrow. Yeah. So we made it to like three or four that second night too. And then, um, felt fine. I was just drinking like, honestly, beers most of the time, like Peronis. And yeah. We bought like a handle of, of vodka, but no, the, the goal is not to like, 
some shows it's like yeah you're with like a pregame it's like let's get like totally destroyed and go to the show it's like i'm honestly like don't need to drink that much. It's also, like myself. you said, it's a marathon. Yeah. If you want to catch the 2 a.m. set in the bathroom, yeah. you can't be like, you know. That felt very different. Obviously, there's people there on like all sorts of things, but there's plenty of people there strictly to dance and like enjoy the music yeah. and like have like a couple drinks. I got two waters. I was like 24 bucks. And I was like, this is yeah. probably... Yeah, it can, it can ramp up. <laughs> At that point, I was like, I should have really, probably just bought a drink. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you get the ice for the water. Yeah. Um, all right, so last question about Ibiza before we pivot. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's become almost like an internet meme, the Ibiza airport, and just oh, like the yeah. airport oh, getting out. Especially on a Sunday. Sunday. Talk. <laughs> tell me about like the characters you saw. Yeah. Like, did you leave from Ibiza? Yeah, so we did Ibiza to Barcelona, back to Boston. It's what you'd expect. I mean, there's plenty of... It's not like it was all party goers, just like totally torched from the night before. There was a lot of like... That's the thing. Like, I feel like people think of Ibiza... And I thought this too. I was like, Ibiza's just this party island. But there's there's this whole other side of Ibiza that's like just a beautiful Mediterranean island. And we, I, when we were in line for the plane, I was like, yeah, sure, there's a couple of people that were at shows last night. But... Yeah, the picture I sent you of the <laughs> must have been some some Brits just totally passed out waiting for their flight. Not even on like chairs, just on the ground, like backpacks as pillows. I was like, you guys must have stayed till seven. Yeah, yeah, they went all the way. And that's probably like if Ushuaia didn't have those shows during the day, it's probably a good thing. Like we probably would have just chilled at like the hotel and then you know started the night at twelve to one when those shows were starting, but. Yeah, it was nice to be up at a reasonable time, like around noon both days, for right. sure. I got to add it to my list. I've, again, I've done, what's, what's it like going to EDC? What's it like going to Tomorrowland? And this now yeah. gives us a good idea it's of what it is like. It's not that hard to get there. And like, you can easily stay in the main areas for like, probably, probably not two, probably like 300 a night, yeah. which isn't bad. It's and not honestly, crazy. I was there, like I said, two nights, three days. I said I texted someone at the end of the trip. I'm like, I'm ready to hear like drums and a guitar. Like, yeah. I love electronic music. Yeah. But, like, even I'm like, <laughs> any of these marathons. I'm done. Yeah, yeah, you get to the end and you're like, yeah. give me some like. But yeah. like, to your to your point, it's like it's not a festival where you're like in a tent. It's like really nice to have like a nice hotel room and just yeah. I'm sure there's like, beaches you can go to and like yeah, yeah the beaches yeah. right out front. That main pool where it was like. Just More. everywhere you go, they have a DJ playing. It's totally. like you can't escape it. Totally. And like the last day we were there, it's really like just perfect amount of like, it was like Series 6M chill live, basically. Yeah. Just like awesome. A good, um, a good wind down before we headed to the airport, which is also like the airport is 10 minutes away. It's yeah. not like you're driving an hour to the airport. Yeah. It's definitely appreciated. Cool. Well, changing gears a little bit, uh, Volch sent me over a thread on Twitter from our boy John Summit uh, that I thought would be interesting to kind of just talk about. I thought it was actually, since I've started this podcast, I've been more entwined and, and put into the EDM Twitter world. I found it could be, much like any Twitter world, can be a very toxic place. For sure. Um, there's, there's people Twitter's all about hot takes. Yeah. Yeah. But John Summit, just to give you guys context, tweeted after, I believe, his Izu izu main stage um set last mm -hmm. weekend my managers and agents are going to kill me for this but i don't think i ever want to play a main stage at a mainstream edm festival again not a vibe to be honest 
It's not that I think I'm super underground or whatever, but there's so many people not there for the music, which is fine. Nothing wrong with going just to party, but it's not my vibe and not why I DJ. There's a reason I play marathon sets to intimate crowds only. And then Elenium, which was an interesting back and forth, responded, I don't know, bro. Just because a crowd isn't absolutely losing their shit 100% of the time doesn't mean they're not loving it. Pros outweigh the cons, in my opinions, or just play two sets. And then John Summit said, you also have an insanely loyal fan base that can pack out the crowd and help weed out the fakes. But yeah, that's why I try to always do after parties too for the real sickos. Also, your insane production, talking about Elenium, works really well for main stage, maybe one day for me. And then Elenium finished with, not always though, I've had some straight sleeper main stage sets. Uh, you just sold out 6,000 tickets at the Brooklyn Mirage in an hour. That's serious pop-off shit. Front row is going to be camped by Summit Stands very soon. I uh, think that's kind of, a, I mean, he Elenium ended that nicely. That's kind of a weird thing to say to John Summit. I will say John this. John Summit's had this like meteoric rise, which I'm sure he's loving, but like, I'll let you go first, but he, John Summit's like background and how he came to what he is now versus Elenium's could not be like more different. Well, that's kind of why I found it interesting. I actually thought this was a pretty reasonable and mild back and forth between these two. And I think everything John Summit stands for, and it's almost like sometimes with John Summit, I'm a huge John Summit fan. And I, I actually do love his approach to just like living this crazy party life. I think sometimes it can get a little tired, but... Oh, for sure. You watch his Instagram stories and you get tired. Yeah. But I also think everything John Summit stands for is like the opposite of what like Elenium stands for. Which is why I thought for. it was weird that Elenium said that. But I almost in, I almost appreciate yeah. that. Ba- like yeah, I think like any, stay humble. I think, like any, di- I think any discourse between John... I think too often it's like us against them, them against us. I thought this was a pretty reasonable back and forth. And they, as it went on, they actually were like, you know, Elenium gave him props for selling out Brooklyn yeah, Mirage. Yeah, for sure. And John Summit says some dumb shit on Twitter too. Definitely. But at the same time, I think John Summit's point, um, it's a tough one. Because main like I've always been a main stage DJ guy. And as I've gotten older, I've fallen in love with more of the types of people you were seeing in Ibiza who I'd rather see on a side stage or John Summit, like... It's not like they can't coexist either. You know? I think that's it's the point. It's just like here. evolution of a fan and like a, a type of music. Yeah, and I think uh, sometimes John Summit can push off the like going main mainstream so hard when it's like, dude, just keep doing what you're doing. And I think he does. Um, I think he's done a great job actually. And I think he's had a lot of points where it was like, People can start hating John Summit really quickly, but he's yeah. continued to put out good quality music. Yeah, and he stays pretty true to his own sounds. And he's, re- and he's remixing Diplo songs and Kygo songs, so he's dipping his toes into the mainstream world. Yeah, you have to wonder, though, like if that's like a directive from yeah. someone. You know, because I, like I see John Summit, and he's like, I see him as a defected artist. And like that is like a UK, Europe sound. He grew up in Chicago, which the roots of like, House music. Kind of pure house music or in Chicago, and that's how he got to start. I definitely, like, I think, I don't want to get, like, conspiracy and be like, people are telling him to make these remixes, because there's certain songs, like, his Escape remix is one that I feel I like, that is one of his better remixes, which I think is Cascade and Dead Mouse. Yeah. That song's just amazing. Yeah. And you look at Elenium, who did, like, the SoFi thing where he had his own show there, 
It's so fun. Like, it wasn't the whole stadium. Before. Yeah. But he did like a 12 hour thing. Or... Yeah, just two totally different genres of music. But to Elenium's, you know, sentiments, it's like, stay humble. You're pretty successful right now. Totally. But, and to your, just one more before I let you go. It's like, you saw him in that Show stage Joe. above Shoujo. Like, that is like that style of music. That's where underground feel. Yeah. And that's the, that's like the appeal to it is I think a lot of people who are falling in love with the John Summit types yeah. have been fans of main stage, big mainstream artists for so long. And now they're sure. finding their chance to kind of find this artist who's a little more underground and it's a little more of a party and it's more like heavier fans. Yeah. And I'm sure um, playing main stage at Lollapalooza for him was like, this is my hometown. Like, yeah. I cannot believe I'm here. Yeah. I felt like that was probably a little jarring for him. Yeah, d- totally. And I I think at the end of the day, what I liked about this interaction was I think any discourse, uh, maybe discourse not isn't the right word. No, it's any, a good word. Yeah. Any, any back and forth between it's two good. very prominent artists is good yeah. for EDM as long as it's not like a toxic mm-hmm. that you can't do this, you can't do that. And I think John Summit for – you can – I Again, like the way that I did like the way that he worded that. I, he's like, I, my managers will be pissed. Yeah, and like, it's he, not for everyone. And he's like, yo, if you want to just go to have fun, that's fine too. Yeah. Um, and I think he's towed the line of staying true to who he is while like kind of shitting on mainstream, but also like yeah, not. They have to not, be careful. With yeah, that. yeah. So it's good. I think John Summit's one of the most interesting artists to watch over the next couple of years, solely to see how he's he's only going to continue to get bigger. He just sold out the Brooklyn Mirage what, like in an 25? hour. He's 25. That's insane. So, you know, he was an accountant three years ago. Literally. Yeah, um, yeah he's a crazy dude. But he, He's going to have to he, settle down slightly. And I think he will. Sure. I think he will. Yeah. Um, or we can kind of just go the Fisher route. And it is just, funny, like, like, just to the younger point of that comment, a lot of the DJs in Ibiza are like 30 plus. They're not these like crazy, like, you know, if you're that successful when you're 25, it's like, what do I do with this? I guess yeah. I just keep going as much as I can. I make as much money as possible. It's not, that's not always like the best answer either. Yeah. You got know, to pace yourself as we've seen with other artists. And I think your music evolves as you evolve. And, and that's one of my favorite things about music in general and finding a band you like, an artist you like, is they get older as you get older and their sound changes. I hate when people are like, you're not playing this type of music anymore? That's crazy. It's like, this is kind of the artistic process for yeah. everyone, whether you're a DJ or a painter or anything. You, you want to hear what's next, while yeah, also like the roots change. of, exactly. Um, but yeah, man, I, th- I thought, I, mean, I thought I, it was a good, I thought it was a good little back and forth for sure. Yeah. And and again, I think John Summit's just like like him, hate him. He's he's interesting to watch. He's always yeah. in. It's a great Twitter follow. I still haven't been to a show, but he's on my list. Yeah. For sure. All right, man. Well, this was uh, this was again cool. It's almost becoming like a series of what it's like going here, what it's yeah. like going there. I'm trying to think of what else would be a. I know. Uh, Greece is up there. There's some. There's yeah. Some, but that's like even deeper. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as far as. I guess like what someone's got to go to a circle show. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> that would definitely be cool. It's so hard to go. Um, but yeah, man, this was uh, this was awesome. Volch is again one of those guys that I can hit record and just just shoot yeah. to shoot with. So thanks for doing this with me, man. Cheers. Always, always a pleasure. Cheers. This was uh, episode thirty six. Fifty is gonna come faster than 
Faster than you think. Yeah, pod's still moving fast. We got some cool things on the horizon. Stoked to get some more episodes out. But it was oh, yeah. nice for me yeah. to have an episode where I could just shoot the shit with one of my guys. Uh, Volch and I also saw Massane and Embers last week, last minute. Um, just a quick, uh, I was like home for three, four days. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta hear the, the sounds again. Yeah, come <laughs> you want Volch, I mean, we'll leave it with this, but Volch was joking that when he came back from Ibiza, there was like that three-day almost depression of like not not hearing a 128 bpm in your in your ear yeah it's a whole mood i mean i'm getting i'm 33 i'm all, i only have so much of this left it's never going to be completely gone but like gotta get it in before. i think you're also you are someone that i look at i'm like well Volch, like yeah i think no matter how old you get that's the thing like you like we were just talking about your, your music changes you learn yeah. you're not going to stop listening to what you like to listen to no and Maybe you'll stop doing like the five or six a.m. nights. Can't even do those now. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. Um, but cool, man. This was episode thirty-six with Volch talking to us about Ibiza. Appreciate you coming on, man. And we will catch you guys next week on the XU podcast. Peace.